Bryce, it's Nora. I miss you. I love you. I'm thinking of you. And I'm looking forward to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. Issa, Issa, Issa Purple Pants Podcast. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, your friend, because you know what? We go together. It's Bryce Isaiah, and I'm so glad that we are here for another episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. Ooh, Chile, it has been one of those weeks. You ever feel like you are just being pulled in a thousand directions and that your energy, you just can't give your self energy. You can't give friends energy. You can't give social media energy. You just like, I am, I'm tired. And so that is definitely where your baby boy is at. I am all about protecting your peace. And I don't know who needs to hear it, but listen up again. Protect your peace. Okay. That's the theme throughout the message, my life, the end of this year. We need to protect our peace, but I'm so glad that you guys have tuned in for this week's episode. And if this is your first time listening, well, welcome. And guess what? We go together now. So you need to write down my birthday. You need to write down uh, Thanksgiving. You need to write down Valentine's Day because I'm going to expect something, whether it's a card, whether it's some chocolate or whether it's some love, because here on the Purple Pants Podcast, if you are a listener, we go together. Shout out to my Purple Pants Posse for tuning into another week, another week of goodness. Now, listen, if you guys are listening for the first time, if you've been a listener, make sure you subscribe to my podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on Spotify. You can subscribe wherever it is that you subscribe to your podcast. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you give your baby boy five stars make sure you write a review please i'm urging you to write reviews i truly enjoy them and you know sometimes you know i like to see what you got to say good better and different as long as it helps me to grow i'm here for it now what's the tea what y'all been doing what's up i know fall weather is kind of here i know a lot of people going to the pumpkin patches i'm like you know i haven't gone yet hopefully next week i'll be able to go but what's up you and the kids been doing stuff what you been doing how's work how has life been treating you I'm busy as a quarantine beat, beat, beat. Yes, you know me. Another week. Busy as a quarantine beat, beat, beat. Brr, brr. Oh, brr, brr. <laughs> okay. I be saying it every week. I be, listen, I cut it down this week because I be jamming. I likes to jam to that. Okay. I'm busy. Mm, mm, I'm busy. But yes, this week was no different for your baby boy. 
I had a busy work week, the end of the month. You know, my supervisor, my manager, they were sending me emails like, where is your stuff at? I'm saying, excuse me, it's not the end of the month. My stuff isn't you five o'clock at the last day of the month. That's when all my stuff is in. But yes, I had, you know, just busy with work. And then this week and in the middle of last week, you know me, I'm on my business. And I'm one of those people that I like to know ahead of time what I'm doing. I like to say I can handle surprises, but I really like to know my surprise 24 hours so I can know what I'm aware, know what I'm look like, and know what my surprise face will be. Okay, feel me? But at the last minute on Wednesday, Wendell and his company, Beef Unlimited, they had a DC install. Baby boy said, do I want to come? And of course, I said, let's go. But it was exciting for me because we got to hang out in DC. And yes, your baby boy went on a little date. Now, it's not like a real date, but in my mind, it's probably my first date since quarantine. Just a friend um, that, yeah. It ain't going nowhere, but it was still a date and it was still good to be appreciated. You know, it's been a long time since your baby boy has been appreciated. And so it was really good to just kind of go to D.C., do some work with Wendell and kind of go on a date, feel like, you know, I was the belle of the ball and come on home. And then, you know, still working on these little projects that I can't just say yet. And, you know, some meetings. So, you know, baby boy was busy. But we are in October. Okay, it's a lot going on. You know, we, you know, the election is coming. So I got to make sure my purple pants posse is voting. Please use exercise. Okay, don't use, but exercise your constitutional right to vote. It really, this election is very important. I can't urge that enough. You might hear me saying that a lot between now and the election, but come on, guys, let's get out there and let's really use our our constitutional right and exercise our right to vote. It's really important. People before us, our ancestors were not able to use their voice. And so use your voice to be heard. Encourage others to use their voice. You don't got to get into the argument about who they vote for, what they believe and all of that stuff. All you can say is that, listen, we are a nation and let's all get out there and vote. I think it's super important, but I'm really excited for this week's episode. Okay. I'm excited. Can you tell? So let me get you to run down and then we could get into, you know, the meat and potatoes. But so listen, okay. You listening? I don't know. Is you listening? How many bells is that? Tell me how many bells is that? And I'll know if you listen or not. I don't know. Was it four? I don't know. But on this week's episode, we've got our church announcements. And then on the menu this week, I have a surprise. I have Caitlin Herman from Big Brother coming on the podcast. Yes, she is a friend of mine. And, you know, she does a lot of life coaching, coaching, you know, all about good energy and manifesting. So her and I have a really authentic conversation about friendships and how sometimes it feels like you pour more into some friendships and don't get a lot out. And what are some ways that you can help navigate that. So yes, you definitely don't want to miss that. We've got a mod back with the casual tea. Baby, I need to know what's going on, big brother. What's the tea? Then we've got our purple pants picks. We've got my mom. You may know her as Miss Barb. She is back with Barb's message. And we got the freak of the week. So I am excited for this week's episode. I hope that this podcast find you in good spirits and if it doesn't don't worry your baby boy got you by the time you end this podcast your spirits will definitely be higher well all right well let's get into the church announcements welcome to church welcome to church 
welcome to this week's church announcements. I felt like, you know, what I feel like is in my spirit. I feel like I have to, you know, let you purple pants posse know what's going on. So I just felt like given everything that's going on in the world, in our communities, it's just important for us to remember to protect your peace and your peace can be your sanity. Your peace could be your love. Your peace could be your just mental health. Your peace is just you. And I felt it, especially this week with so much going on. Um, I, I felt almost a little lost a little bit. I definitely had to rely on Mother Barb. I definitely had to rely on some friends to kind of just like boost my spirit up with just everything that is going on in my personal world, in the world. And so I just thought it to be important to bring to the Purple Pants Posse to remember to protect your peace. And some things that I posted it earlier this week, but I just thought I would just give you some reminders of ways that you can protect your peace. Okay. It's okay to cancel a commitment. If you got to do something that you don't want to do, that your spirit is just not right. You're not feeling it. Your energy It's okay to cancel it. It's okay not to take a phone call. Somebody calling you that you just don't have the energy to give. Because you don't have the energy to give to your kids. You don't got the energy to give to your husband, your wife, your partner. You definitely don't have to take a phone call. You can, you don't got to reject it. Cause sometimes when you reject it, they know. So just let it ring. Okay. Listen, it's okay to change your mind. You could agree to something and you, if you're like me, that my word means everything. So if I commit to something, I've got to do it. But guess what, baby? It's okay. To postpone it. It's okay to say, you know what? After reconsideration, I'm actually going to withdraw from this. Actually, you know what? I want to do it another day. Okay. It's okay. Now this, this one is for me. It's okay to take a day off. Listen, it's given, given the climate, the, is it the climax or the, the climate or climate? <laughs> Y'all know I'm crazy, but given the climate of, our country with this election, just given this pandemic, given everything that's going on, everyone's got their own opinion on everything and anything and everything. And listen, it's okay to take a day off. We got sick days at our jobs for a reason. A lot of us think if we're only like, uh, 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 I'm sick, I need to take a sick day off, baby. I am quick to use a sick day for a mental health day just to lay in my bed and to just breathe. It's okay to take a day off. It's also okay to speak up. If something's bothering you, if something you don't like it, you want to say something, you know, if you at a staff meeting and they saying something you don't like, guess what? For your peace to say, you know what? Today's the day. It's okay to speak up. It's also okay to be alone. My mom used to always say, I could do bad all by myself. We don't need other people around us. We don't need to be in relationships and it, it don't even have to be that deep. We don't need to be in the company of other people. It's just okay to be alone and be by yourself and be in your thoughts and just let that and just marinate it on all of it. Okay. It's okay to let it go. Be Elsa and let it go. It is okay to let it go. Some things just aren't your battle and it's okay to let it go. And the final one that I'm going to just give to my purple pants posse is it's okay to say no. If anyone is like me, 
a lot of times I sometimes feel like I can't say no. I, I want to please everyone. I want to make sure that everyone's happy. I want to make sure everyone gets something out of it. But how can I say yes to everything? And I'm not saying yes to myself. I'm saying no to myself. And so I just want to make sure that I give you guys permission. It's okay to say no. And you don't. And guess what? You don't need no explanations. Just say, no, thank you. We'll talk another time. Or just, just no, baby. No, it's okay. So I just want to encourage my purple pants posse and to all of the new listeners or anyone that's listening, protect your peace. Put yourself first. And that's going to conclude this week's church announcements. It's a man who is a man you. Be potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a man you. Be potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And keeping the menu rolling, I am so excited for this podcast because. It was something that was manifested before I even had a podcast and it was rebrought to my attention. Shout out to my Twitter friend, Valerie, who made this connection happen. And, you know, more recently on my last podcast, I was really I, I felt like I just scratched the surface with manifesting positivity in your life, manifesting the life that you want and really speaking it into existence. And who else better to talk about that? Then my boo, Caitlin Herman. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. First of all, so excited to be here. I'm more excited. First of all, I'm literally like giddy in my seat because I have like three (laughs) stories I want to tell about our relationship. Um, Because I don't think I don't think people from social media know our relationship uh, because it's one. We met maybe about three and a half years ago, almost around this time. We met at an event in uh, Boston for something. And yeah. I think we sat next to each other. And I, did. I I didn't we didn't know each other at all. Like we we just didn't know each other. However, I am a firm believer of good energy and good people will always prevail. And so we sat next to each other and it was like, OK, I like her. She liked me. And our energies <laughs> were just they just were magnetic. And I remember, I think it was, I, I think I was like, oh, girl, I, I felt so comfortable. I was like, take me a photo, Caitlin, but make sure I look skinny and I look snatched. <laughs> and like, while you were like taking my photo, you put your number in my phone. And I was just like, yes. oh my God. And partly at that time, I was a little nervous to meet you in the sense of you just got off your season. You're a big personality. You are, you know how sometime in this community could be, some people have very big egos and they yeah. are just full of themselves. And I don't mean that in a negative way. So I just was so kind of when I discovered like, oh my God, I'm sitting next to Caitlin. Oh my God. And so I just was overwhelmingly humbled by how warm you were and how easy we were to connect. So fast forward that for a year and a half and we became friends. We stayed in contact. We would FaceTime. Child, when you was doing your yoga on uh, the IG Live, I was sending you my yoga poses like, girl, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up. And another thing that I think so interesting, what I truly believe in, like manifesting what you want to happen before the Purple Pants podcast was a thing. And I was extremely apprehensive about doing the podcast. I reached out to you for advice. Um, And it was just weird because it's not like we're like best friends and like, you know, but. 
I knew that I just knew you would understand and just be able to help guide me. And you were so gracious and just gave me really good advice. And you even said, I don't know if you remember, you were like, well, I can't wait for you to have me on the podcast. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And here we are. Yes. I mean, first of all, I just want to say that, like, despite I I love everything you said about me, despite, um, you know, I just got off my show and it could be like intimidating because, you know, I, I who knows what type of space I could be in, but you're so right that people have a bit of an ego sometimes when they get off of a television show. It's like everything's about them, but you made it very easy to be comfortable next to you because you, I mean, you have that same good vibe. So it's all about you. I appreciate that. And for some of the listeners that don't really follow a uh, reality TV, we used to talk to Caitlin from Big Brother, honey. Okay. If you don't know, you better Google her. And so. I'm or so don't. happy to have you here and I, or, <laughs> or do or and follow everything that she says because she say what she mean and she mean what she say and I love it. Um but I, I don't know why I did not reach out sooner. Uh but I'm I, I, I really believe everything happens for a reason. And so yes. I have been on this journey of a better, I'm on a role for a better Bryce. I've been on this role for a long time, mm-hmm. but it's okay because it's an ever-evolving role. Sometimes you know the role a little bumpy. Sometimes it's a straight path. Sometimes it's a hill and I don't have enough gas to get out. So I got to get out. Yeah. I got to get off the road, walk to the gas station, get some gas and walk back to the car and then continue up the hill. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful that my purple pants posse was like, we'll have her on. And I guess the framework that I want to talk to you or pick your brain about or to hear what you have to say uh, is about friendships. And I am a huge proponent of you should have amazing people around you and Mm -hmm. you should surround yourself with people that aspire to be with people that love and support you and you know all of that good stuff you know that's what I'm constantly screaming from the top of my lungs however I am I'm very honest with the fact that I feel like my life is evolving. And that's a good thing, right? Like you want your life to evolve. You want things to change. You want growth and you want personal achievements and you want to be surrounded with people that love and support you and show you love. But I feel like, and I don't know, and I'm only speaking from my personal experience, but a lot of the times when I speak from my personal experience, a lot of my listeners, they can relate. So, which is why I'm I'm just like, okay, well, let me just open up my heart and tell you what's going on. But I am finding it as I am becoming more and more an adult and, you know, I am have mature friends and, you know, we are seasoned and living our lives. But I'm finding it hard and difficult to maintain the level of friendship that is comfortable for me and that I, I look for and that they expect of me while at the same time growing and my lifestyle is changing. So the Bryce that some of my friends may be used to receiving that love and attention and support from me, I am maybe kind of sort of using that attention and support other places, but it's not in a malicious way. It's not in a negative way. It's in a a self growth. And I'm just finding it so hard to continue to navigate and to ensure that all of these friendships are are I treat them like plants and you know with plants they need mm-hmm. sunlight they need water they need attention and I am finding it hard with just my two hands to continue to water all of the plants around me and still have enough water and time and patience for myself mm-hmm. well let me let me ask you something um because I want to figure out 
There's there's a few different things here. I think we could talk about the idea behind the expiration of relationships, which is like very important and something that not a lot of people enjoy doing or give themselves um, the self worth that they deserve to end an expired relationship. But I but that's one thing. The other thing that I think we need to address is you're saying you know your relationships are like plants. You you want to water them. You want to give them life, and you don't have then the energy to give to yourself. Would you say that the majority of the relationships in your life are are feeling like they're they're putting a like a toll on you or is it just a few? I, I feel like when I reflect back at it, I, I just feel like at times it can be I don't, I don't want to use the word problematic. But I, okay. I want to say, uh, I don't know, like, it, it, I don't even know what the word I want to use is, but I just feel like at times I am, I f- sometimes feel like I'm constantly putting a bandaid on a friendship. And, and I mean mm. it like I, I'm constantly like, oh, I'm so sorry I missed this. Well, like, how can we make it up? Let's do this. Right. And then I'm, you know, on this other, maybe this one friendship over here is really good. And then my other friendship is not that good. And now I've got to put more energy into that. And it's just, I constantly just feel like, or more recently, I feel like I'm doing a juggling game and right. I'm tired a little bit, but I, I love my friends and they mean so much to me. And I want to go the extra mile, but at the same time, it's like, I want to go the extra mile for myself as well. Right. And And, and that's not something that you should feel guilty for. It's like to understand really the relationships and like, I'm sure every single one that you have is extremely different, but the one thing that you need to be aware of, if if these are true friends of yours, and I mean like sisters, like brothers, like people that really are close to you. There is not judgment or there should not be judgment if you need to take a step back to work on you. Um, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in what we think that the other person is thinking about us that we don't even realize that they don't really even care that much. But if you're telling me that you have friends that are maybe um, you find yourself having to apologize a lot or make up for certain things, I think it's important to understand that their needs do not and never should come before yours. And that might sound extremely selfish. And some of you might be listening, maybe some more empathetic people, um, sympathetic people listening, saying that might not be true. That is the truth. If you want, especially where you're at in your life right now, you're saying you're becoming more of an adult and you want to take this this journey of self-help and self-love a little bit more seriously, this is the time to take it more seriously. And I think there's a big fear behind uh, ending relationships or or putting a stop on relationships because you don't want to be that person, but you don't have to do that. I think it's not black and white and it's not all or nothing. And you are entitled to take the space that you need to rebuild yourself. And if that means that you revisit the friendship in a few weeks, a few months, whatever the case may be, if they're really that person to you, they'll be open with open arms to accepting the friendship back to the place it is. But um, you, you, you have to put yourself first. There's and and true friends are going to understand that. And if they don't, you need to reevaluate who they are to, to you in your life. No, I receive that. I, I guess I hear and I acknowledge what you're saying, but at the same time, for me, I guess what's hard is just that, you know, I am one that I pride myself like, you know, I've got friends for 20 years. I've got friends for mm-hmm. 10 years. I've got, you know, my sister. I've got newer friends in my life that, you know, are just as important. Yeah. And then sometimes even in my inner circle of friends, I feel that there is jealousy amongst 
my relationships with other people. And although I try not to let it affect me, it does affect me. And even let, let can I can I go a step deeper for you Please. if you mind? I feel that with a lot of my friends, they are starting families. They mm-hmm. have significant others. And so what I feel at times is that they're, and this is just the type of friend that I am, and maybe this is problematic for me, that when their life changed and when their life adjusted, I feel like it was a little turbulent, but I feel like I was the type of friend that I accommodated. I, I, I understood where they were in their life. And I say, you know what? This is them going on a journey. I need to let them go on a journey. And sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not in a relationship. I don't have children. I'm just a, you know, single black queer person. And our journey is different. And I don't Mm -hmm. sometimes think that my heterosexual friends understand and not by any fault of theirs. It's just a different experience and a new experience for me. I've never I, I have never had a black queer person role model in my life to look up to, to be like, well, listen, when you get in your the late 20s, when you get to your early 30s, these are some things that you might have to, you know, I've I'd never had that in my life. So I am figuring it out all on my own. And I, I do notice a pattern with some of my friends that, you know, they're getting engaged or having children, they're buying homes. And, you know, my life is I, my route is different. And, you know, my route is going a different way. And, and I'm finding that, OK, baby boy, this is your way. I I'm 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 manifesting things that I want in my life that I've never done before. You ever I know I'm talking all over the place, but I know that you can follow. But I never, you know, people like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? What what are some goals? What do you like? Like, you know, those type of questions. And I've always been the type of person like, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. more recently in my life, it's become clearer as to some of the goals and aspirations that I want. And I want to speak them into existence and I want to take steps to try or not even try. I don't even want to speak that language to make it happen. And I feel that 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 oftentimes is altering my relationships. And maybe a part of me is saying like to my friends, like when your life altered and when your life changed, I didn't feel like, you know, you needed to give me an explanation. But I feel like here I am, the friend that's the lover, the friend that's the supporter, the friend that's the nurturer, the friend that's like, you know, everything. And maybe this is my time of need that I need my friends to pour into me. And maybe I think that is really what I am seeing and why I feel like I'm having to make up and having to do things. But honestly, truly, I really want to focus on myself. I want to love and support my friends and I want to focus on myself. And, and all that is true and very admirable. I mean, the big takeaway here is that you're entering the stage in your life where you're beginning to actually acknowledge and recognize what you want out of your life, what you want out of your relationships. Um, and, and maybe not even exactly, but you're beginning to kind of form a path. And what I'm starting to realize that you're saying is truly like the big takeaway here. We think sometimes that it's about, you know, us needing to step aside to, to work on ourselves. With everything you're saying, it sounds like you're coming from a place of hurt. Like I understand that you're reaching this new chapter that you're trying to achieve all these things in your life, but you're holding on to um, a lot of expectations from these relationships. Like you said, these are friends that you've had some reason, some of 20 plus years, and you have a certain expectation of them. And I understand why you do, but I think what needs to happen here, Bryce, is like everything you're saying to me and the vulnerability you're sharing about exactly how you stand you need to open up to these people around you. And I feel like at times we avoid being vulnerable and that's just the worst thing you can do because vulnerability is basically our willingness to expose our truth. And if you feel close enough in a friendship with these people, 
I think it's important that you have the ability to be vulnerable and share exactly how you feel because, and, and maybe you have, and I, I actually want to ask you, have you, do you feel like you have expressed your truth with your friends? You say a great point that I feel like I have, but maybe I feel, and I just, and I'm thinking this through in my head as I'm talking sure. to you, but maybe I feel like I am, maybe I am holding on to some of that resentment of their life changing and it not necessarily having a place for me, but I had to figure out what my place in their life would be. And so maybe yeah. that's the resentment that I am holding on is that I feel like I, I've, I've done that. And I feel like I don't feel at, that maybe some are doing that how, how I expect it. To right. Be. And that's, and that is the problem because when we expect things from people, that is us tapping into judgment. And we honestly rely on so much judgment to just avoid our own shame. And shame is such a weird word because like it sounds so like aggressive and, and like, and just like, I don't know, not that great. Like, sh like we're shameful of this that, and the next, but it's really not that aggressive. Shame is something that we experience every day for so many different levels. Like it could be as deep as I'm shameful for where I'm at in my life, or it could be like, I'm shameful for what I had for breakfast. It was right. fucking dumb. Like, yeah, there's just so many different ways to do that, but we do rely on our judgment to avoid shame. And I think that we need to be very self-aware and you sound so self-aware, but just like very self-aware and acknowledge where we are passing judgments on the people in our life for the way that they are handling things. Because I like to think that we're all doing the best we can at any given moment. And sometimes that's not that great. Like it's not. <laughs> and we, we need to be aware of it because there are going to be times in your life where you're going to want someone to give you grace because you're operating at the best possible way you could be doing it. And it might not be that great. Um, it's a bit, honestly, it just sounds like disappointment on your end and, and mm. you're, you're, you're turning to judgment and judging the way everyone is handling it because of the way that you did. Mm. And that's not why we do things in life. Like we don't, we are not good people. We are not good friends. We are not exemplary human beings because of the praise that we want and what we want in return. We do that because that's our karma and that's our truth. And that's how we operate at a soul level. And the unfortunate reality is that we can't expect anything from anyone, which is like, so fucked up, but it's the truth. And we can't make decisions in our life based on what we're going to get in return. And I think that you're starting to recognize that and maybe hold some animosity towards those people for it. But I also think that there's tons of ways that you can let go of that resentment. And I don't know how spiritual or religious you are, but like, I like to pray. And I mean, I was raised Jewish, but that's not even like the direction in which I dictate my life. Like, I just like to say little prayers for people throughout my day that don't even realize that I'm doing it for them. It's more for me. So like, let's say for argument's sake, like I have a friend that's like pissing me off the way, the way like a lot of your friends sound like they're doing to you. <laughs> and like, they're just like in this space where I'm like judging a lot of what they're doing because they're being fake as fuck and like all this shit. And I'm just like, when I acknowledge that I'm in that space of judgment, I, I stop and I take a deep breath and I pray for them in a very brief way of being like, I acknowledge that I am coming from a place of judgment and I'm going to acknowledge my judgment without judgment. But I pray that you find the peace that you need so that you can see this situation from a perspective of love, like the way that I can see it. And that it's just a simple shift because you could just pray. You could just pray for them. I don't know if any of that's making sense to you, but I just no, like, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, because I find myself some, <laughs> again, 
I'm on a roll for a better Bryce. Yeah. And the Bryce five years ago was extremely petty. And it was a lot of tit for tat. Bitch, you do something to me, I'm going to do it back. I'm going to give you the same energy that you're giving me. And I feel that I am growing. I am being, I am able to verbalize and to take myself out of situations and see it from the other perspective. Yeah. And what I was like explaining to someone more recently was that Petty Bryce is still alive. You know, he's still in me. Uh, but I feel the growth that I have made is that say if, you know, you are one of the friends that I'm speaking about and if you were to do something to me that hurt my feelings or offended me, uh, Petty Bryce would come out. And sometimes Petty Bryce would rear his head for a day, a week, a month. However, I would always come back to the realization that, you know what, you are my friend. This mm -hmm. is something that we work on. And so I feel like that still happens in my life. But where the growth has come in is that Petty Bryce might rear his head, but at the maximum, I allow it for a day. And I try to make even shorter than a day because I try to catch myself and I try to be like, no, nope, mm -hmm. no, nope, no, nope. we not operating at this uh, frequency. Put Petty Bryce back. But oftentimes yeah. I feel like Petty Bryce is a protector of mine. Oh, so, of course it is. Petty Bryce is your ego. And for those of you that don't know what the ego is, um, people hear the term ego and they think it's like, oh, you have a big ego. Like that's not the ego is. The ego are the fear-based thoughts that protect you basically from anything going on in the world. They're, they're not true. So fear is something that we are introduced to when we come to this physical world. Um, This is my favorite thing to talk about, but I have this like theory where um, fear is not real. And a lot of people say like, well, what does that even fucking mean? Like if someone was about to throw me off the building like I'm sure pretty pretty positive I'd be fearful like that's not what I what I'm talking about I'm gonna paint the picture for you when you are in your mother's uterus you are fucking chilling you don't know anything you're eating digested leftovers you're having the time of your life you are not in physical form you are not in this physical world and you know nothing but love like truly nothing but love you are so safe and you are so protected and then the second literally the Second, we are immersed to the physical world. Doctors are grabbing us. There's shit all over our bodies. There's blood. I mean, like, it's fucking gross. We are in the hospital room. We are cold. We are crying. We are like, what the fuck is happening? The second we are here, we are introduced to fear. And we spend our entire lives trying to return to love, trying to return to that base of, of peace and love and all those things. And everything that we go through in our life is merely just like a projection of our ego trying to bring us back to a place of love. And all I keep hearing from your mouth, Bryce, is like this First of all, which you should be so proud of yourself, the fact that you have gotten to a space that you can acknowledge when you're being petty, because a lot of people don't do that. So like, first and foremost, that's huge. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in your state of pettiness for an hour, for two hours, for two days. The fact that you're even available to recognize when you're in that space and you want to return is sick. And that's great. And that's a lot of growth. But what's so important that you do right now is maybe not so much focus on the disappointment from your friends, from the relationships, needing to step aside, but making your spiritual and like self-love and all of that a daily practice and priority for you is the first step. Like that is what is going to make things much more clear for you because I can't sit here and say who you should stop being friends with, who you should start uh, having more forgiveness towards, who you should be, any of that. That is for you to decide. I don't know. But what I can suggest for you to do is to make your spiritual practice a priority because the more you do that, the more things will make sense for you and the more you'll be able to figure it out so naturally um, as it comes. So what do you do? I want to know. Do you do anything as a spiritual practice or like a practice? Forget the word spiritual if that doesn't resonate with you. Just a practice for like self-growth. Do you do anything for that? 
So I, I do. I, I have I more recently? No, because I've been yeah. neglecting myself in all facets of the form. But I, I pray. I, I meditate. My own form of meditation sometimes yeah. is running. Um, I don't just run just to try to stay fit, but I run because during that time, the way my mind formulates, I'm able to problem solve. I'm able to think differently than when I'm just doing nothing. So yeah. Yes. And a lot of the times I, I like to pray before I go to sleep. Have I been practicing that? No. Uh, but more recently in being aware that my center is off and, you know, maybe I'm blaming my friends or and things around me, but more it's coming back again, like you're saying to me that I need to focus on myself, focus on bringing myself happiness, bringing myself worth bringing myself yeah. love into the forefront and it's like we are even before uh we got on this call today i had like a, a work meeting had to finish that and then i had like 30 minutes and so and <laughs> i'm a napper yeah. i love to nap but just with mm-hmm. my schedule i haven't been able to nap but what i love about napping is that i love to the the process of falling asleep like i like to think of things i like to like put things in energy and so that's kind of what i was doing i just was i wanted to i was thinking in my head like i want to be present for this conversation with you because I don't want to dance around it like I really want to tell you what's going on with me and like how I feel because I that's the only way that I feel like I'll be able to get something out of it and hopefully my listeners will be able to get something out of it uh and I I feel like just you even saying that it's just like I manifested it I I, I spoke it and I'm coming from a very real place and I feel like what you are saying to me is resonating in just a different type of way but I need to increase it. I need to do, first of all, I need to get more physically fit, not physically fit, but I need to be more physical. I've taken a, this whole quarantine, this whole election, this whole everything in the world. It gets me caught up sometimes and I need more grounding. And I keep telling myself, we're going to start running again. We're going to start running again. We're going to start running again. And I make more excuses. But then I, I, I look at, look at what I'm saying to you and look what you're, look what the question that you're asking to me is like, what do you do for meditation? What do you, and I'm like, yeah, I need to get back to it. And I, yeah. um, yeah, so that's what well, I do. Here's, yeah. Here's the thing though. Um, there's a lot of like coaches or meditation instructors out there that like are very into accountability and, and holding people accountable for their spiritual practices where I come from a very different perspective, which is like a judgment free perspective, because I believe that when you are meant to get up and run, you will do it. Mm. When you have reached that place that you know in your body, in Bryce's body, it's time you will do it. I don't think anyone can tell anyone or force anyone to do anything because it won't resonate as well. So the first thing is to not judge yourself for not having done that. I don't, I don't want to hear about like so many people say that, like, including myself, like COVID has just not made me motivational whatsoever. The election, all of this shit is just putting me in a space where I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. That is totally okay. Like this is judgment free, not a problem whatsoever. But when that time does come where you feel this like, like you don't even know what it is, just this energy underneath your feet where you're like, I got to do something right now. At least you know what those things are that you're going to do. So what I like to say is to like come up with like a 911 emergency, like, you know, how there's like earthquake emergency kits and first aid kits, like come up with your like 911 emergency spiritual practice, like have it there so that when you somehow feel inspired, you'll do it. And there might be days where you aren't even going through like a crisis or emergency and you're just going to feel like you want you feel inclined to do it anyway but you want it to be like in place so you know what that is 
So whether you make it a high priority on your list or not, I think you have acknowledged the fact that like when you do run or you do have the time to take a nap or whatever it is, you definitely feel better. So you know, you know exactly what that's going to do. You know that if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to feel better. Now it's just up to you if you feel inclined to do it. So I'm just curious as to like what you're going to do now moving forward if you feel like you're in that space. Like, so you said you like to run. You said your own particular form of meditation, which is, I love the way you said that because so many people think meditation is like a particular thing and it's just, it's not, it's whatever speaks to you. Um, Are there other things like, do you journal? Do you show gratitude? I was told to start a, or suggested that a gratitude journal uh, would be something helpful for me. So I attempted it, but not necessarily wasn't for me, but what I got out of that was a a goal journal or just just writing out where I want to go, writing out things that I want to happen, writing out some things that upset me. So I don't know what I will call this type of journaling. Can but... I can I just say something that's coming through very strongly for me? Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why, why, why I just saw this, but okay. <laughs> Hear me oh, out. Okay. I don't know if this is gonna resonate with you. But okay, yeah, you're you just said that journaling doesn't it didn't really do it for you. What if you did this? You set up your camera, you set up your phone, you set up your computer, whatever it is, and you sit down with your drink, whatever the fuck you want to do, <laughs> and you record yourself talking to yourself about those things and you rewatch it. And you like almost like talk to yourself and like work through the things in your head out loud because I think that writing's not gonna do it for you, but like I do think on a deep level you like to hear yourself. Like and that's not a bad thing and I'm not like I like to hear myself too, but I I really genuinely feel like not only would that be really cool for you to like hear yourself, see yourself, but then also to have it as like proof when things do happen for you as like look what I manifested, look what I created. Does that does that feel better to you than writing? So it does, but let me just I'm going to give you the emotion that jumped into me. I I, I don't know if scared, yeah. but I I just got scared of what I would listen to. But I'm I'm not saying that in a negative way, but mm. I immediately like my stomach no, cramped course. up and I was just like, <gasps> but no, you're right. I that is something that would probably speak more to me than journaling. And I, I never been tasked with that specific assignment. Um and to play yeah. it back. For me, it would be I would have no problem doing it. I can just tell you my anxiety will go and don't ask me why, but my anxiety will go crazy around listening back to it. But I, I think that is yeah, like yeah. But I'm also like, right, you don't have to listen back to it at a certain time. Like you can like if you're all up in your feelings and you feel like it's a good time for you to share and, and you know, open the camera and do that, you can do it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that right after you're done, you can listen to it. You can wait, you can wait a month. You can record a few of them and then wait. But like the point is to be able to have that outlet where you could express yourself and say everything on your mind, but then so that you can go back. Cause here, here's the other thing you might achieve or, um, or find peace within something that you talked about before you even go back and watch it. And that could be really nice, like for you to have that to be like, Oh, wow. Remember when this, that, and the next was going this way. And now look at where I'm at. Like, this is totally different. And that's just a good way for you to see growth and that the universe does have your back and that um, God is working with you and not against you. And it's, it's just, it's a nice way to be like, Oh, fuck yeah. Like things are working out for me. I never thought about it like that before. No, I've never, it's never been presented to me like that so I am excited I'm nervous but a good nervous like you know you're going on first date nervous or something like that's kind of like 
I never, yes, that, I think that is, absolutely, I don't even have anything else to say to that, like, I am, I'm glad, I, honestly, I'm, I'm glad that, that that is what, like, came through to me, because I was like, this is either, I'm going to sound like a psychopath or not, but I'm, I'm glad that it does, because honestly, like, it, it just feels so right for you to do, and like, I don't think that you're someone that resonates necessarily with, like, the typical self-help things, like the writing and the journaling and the this and the that, like, you need to figure out what what resonates with you. And if that's recording yourself, and then it could be so exciting because you could think of it as like a fucking future project. Like what happens if one day everything that you like figure out on these videos like ends up like totally like turning into the biggest thing of your life and the most exciting thing ever. And you're able to like go back and have these videos and then maybe turn it into like a fucking film. Who knows? Like literally who knows? But right. just the, the opportunities and the possibilities of that and like the growth that could happen from that are just totally endless. Yeah, no, I love it. And it's almost in my head, I am, I'm challenging it to myself as if it's a project and more in my life, I can get behind a project. I want to see a project through it. And so I, yes, that completely resonates with me so much. Oh my God. Now, mind you, I know we can continue to just go down and and, and continue to talk, but I I just, I like for, and I don't know how you receive it, but on my podcast, I like just bite size. I don't like it to be, I just, I feel like I feel lighter. I, I, I feel like we could talk for hours about this and maybe yeah no it doesn't need to it doesn't need to be like that sometimes it's just like a quick message whatever the case may be take it run with it if 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 someone is listening that is inspired by like oh i really like that technique too like grab it take it let's not get too deep just fucking roll with it because if you're having just like a (laughs) moment of like oh i feel good right now then go like we're like great perfect you feel good we're done yes i love it but i also feel at the same token i could just talk to you for hours and so i feel like and i may manifesting this and I don't have my video camera but I'm on podcasting that I I want more time with you and I want more time like this so maybe no you will come back in the future and we can talk about whatever the hell is in my aura at that time but before you go girl what you got going on in the works what you got what you over there working on I'm I'm curious to know what you a ton of shit a ton of shit right (laughs) so I have um two things that are happening soon I have a course it's an e-course book that's going to be coming out um, in mid-October and it's called Defunct Yourself. And it is a 12-step course that I made prior to Big Brother um, when I first got into coaching and meditation and all that stuff. And it's basically your 12-step program on how to get out of your modern day funk because we all fucking need it. And it, it's it is what it is. Um, so it's an excellent tool that you can download online. You can print it. You can you could also just use it on the computer. But there's journaling exercise. There's a lot of questions um, within the course that help you reflect that are a little bit deep, but they, I mean, perfect for you, Bryce, just to like help you realize like where you're at in your funk or what's going on. Um, and so that's that. And then I also have a new group called Spiritually Single and it's a coaching program. It's a five-week program. We meet on Sundays via Zoom and everything's going to be broken up into small groups of 10. Unfortunately, it is only for ladies. I'm specifically honing this into single women um, that are looking to find inner and outer love and manifest the partner of their dreams. So we have all of that um if you if you're interested in that you can shoot me an email at katecoaching at gmail.com to apply for it um i don't know bryce when this podcast comes out but uh applications are only being taken till this sunday but i have tons of groups that come out all the time that you could just keep an eye out for and then what was the email again one more time because you said it kind of fast because i just want people yeah it's katecoaching at gmail.com yes 
And where can people follow you at? Because if they don't know where you at on the Twitter, they missing out or the Instagram. Just shout out all your good, good, good sure. stuff. So-, so if you are interested in seeing very um, liberal content on Twitter, you can follow me at Kate Coaching. And if you're interested in seeing my body in a bathing suit, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Caitlin underscore Herman. Oh, yes. Come, come on, bathing suit. Okay. Come on, bathing suit. <laughs> I'm so here for it. I'm here for you. Thank you so much for uh, just bestowing your love, your of wisdom, course. and your just every empathy on me because I, I truly got something out of it. And thank you so much for the Twitter world for reminding me that we said that we were going to do this and we actually did it. And so I'm so excited. And Bryce, you if you so- ever need any, like aside from the podcast, like you can call me and vent whenever you want. Like you do not need a podcast to to reach out to me when you're feeling this way. Like this is like my pleasure. And that's not the first time you said that to me. So I will. I'll take you up on your offer, boo. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you. Of course. And keeping the podcast rolling, you already know what time it is. Get your teacups ready because it's definitely whistling on the stove. It's time for casual tea with Amon and B. What's popping, Amon? How are you? I am great. <laughs> It's uh, it's been some strange times in the Big Brother house, but I am so glad to be back talking with you and updating all of the Purple Pants people out there um, as to the happenings of Big Brother 22. I feel like since we've started Casual T, all of your intros have been like that. Like, I don't know what's going on in that Big Brother house, but I'm going to just break it down for you. Like, oh, no, we need what, what's going on. So first of all, we just need to jump right into it. So the last time we haven't talked in two weeks. And so I know that since we've talked, our girl, Devon, has gone home. Whew, yes. Can we let's just give a moment of silence for our home girl, Devon. All right. Yes. Come on. Because she did her thing. So just get us caught up to speed on since then. How how have you been feeling? Let's just check in with you. You know, I know that had to been a toll. So I've been uh, I've been good. Uh, It's been hard. I really had a lot invested in Devon this season. I've been such a fan of hers for what's it been like now? Her first season was, I think, like 2000. 15. So yeah, it's been five years that I've uh, been cheering for Devon on reality TV. And so I know that she was, she was very aware of all of the critiques that she'd gotten throughout the years, um, on Big Brother. So I just felt like this was the perfect time for her, the perfect cast for her to progress towards the end and she started off in a pretty good position i mean her and bailey had gotten good with like cody and enzo in week one but you know since then things just began to deteriorate and part of it was due to some of davon's own mistakes like she was you know lying when she didn't need to lie and sketching out some of her allies when she didn't need to do that and and one of the things that davon really um sketched people out with was this fact checking thing that she would do so every time someone would come to her with information even if it was an ally of one of hers she would always go around and make sure that that person was telling the truth which made her allies be like okay well Devon if you're gonna keep doing this like you're not making me want to work with you and so it's a combination of things like that Um, and ultimately the nail in the coffin was just her inability to realize that Nicole was playing her so we all saw what happened with Ian and Nicole really wanted to say face with Ian so um, her and Danny came up with this scheme to leave Kevin, Davon and David in the dark um, by having them vote Tyler out of the house but 
The rest of them were going to vote for Ian to go. So Ian leaves. They're in the dark. Devon is thinking that David has flipped. He has not flipped. Um, D- Devon is like, Nicole, like, look, I know that we've had our differences in the past, but I thought that we were kind of coming to a mutual agreement this season. Listen, if you flipped, if you did not vote for Tyler to go, please let me know that because I don't want to be on national television uh, bashing this black guy if he indeed was not the person that flipped. But um, of course, Nicole is, you know, she's not going to cop to it. So she continues to tell Devon that she did not flip. And so Devon sort of then makes the decision, which which I think is really weird to go to Tyler and be like, oh, yeah, I, I totally voted for you to stay. I didn't vote for you to go, which is like Devon. There are three votes for him to go. Tyler is in the committee. He knows that the committee did not vote him out. So that only leaves you, David, and Kevin. So that just made it even worse for Devon going mm. forward. And so, yeah. So that week, she... um. Now, did she cuss out Kevin? What was her interactions like with Kevin? She... She didn't really cuss out Kevin, no. She okay. uh, because she knew that Kevin wholeheartedly was going to vote to evict uh, Tyler. The only one that she was worried about was David because the both of them have not really had a pretty good relationship. So um, it was already rocky ground to begin with, and so when she felt like he was untrustworthy, that was kind of it. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was really crappy. She ends up going up on the block with Kevin. Um, and so once that happens, she's like, okay, I, I know that I really need like this veto here or it's just not going to work. Um, but unfortunately, neither Kevin nor Devon are able to pull out a win during the veto. And Devon is ultimately going to be the one that gets sent home right after Ian. Now. You are a, a Devon fan. Um, I'm a fan of hers as well, too. But you, you follow her track record. And mm-hmm. the, as many times as she has played Big Brother, how has she fared this time? Do you think like this was actually her best showing? Or do you feel like, where do you feel like she ranks in her own playing of Big Brother? Like, how would you rank this season? So this was her best placement altogether. Back okay. in Is 17. this the first time she made the jewelry? No. So in in BB 17, she was out second. So she was in what's that uh, 14th place or 15th place rather. Um, And then in BB 18, when she came back, she was the first member of jury. So she was in 11th place. This time around, she is the second member of jury. So she came in 10th place. So in terms of ranking, this is her best placement in terms of gameplay. Right. I think this is probably worse than BB 18. Oh, I think now don't get me wrong. There no, are. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, yeah, you just a safe place. But I'm I'm curious to know your thought process on this. I just think that in I think that she had a lot farther to fall this time around. Like mm-hmm. in BB 18, she was one of four returning players to enter the house. It was her. It was Nicole. It was uh, James Hewling, and it was um, uh, Frank. And so there was already a massive target on the four of them because it's four uh, vets against you know, 12 newbies. So she was able to sort of insulate herself with the rest of the vets by being one of the instrument, the most instrumental players in putting together this gigantic alliance at the beginning of the game. And I know that we hate gigantic alliances, but hey, if Devon's (laughs) in it, then it's fine with me. She was um, (laughs) one of the core, she was one of the core members, the founding members of the eight pack, which was an eight person alliance at the beginning of BB-18. And she was able to sort of ride that um, further into the game. And then she still made a few really weird mistakes in lying to the wrong people and testing people and trying to pit people 
against each other. And she played a very risky game that time as well. But I felt like she was still much more. Um, she was just better at what she was okay. doing that time. And this time I felt like there was just such an untrustworthiness with her and almost everybody, with the exception of Bailey. And even sometimes with Bailey, there would be moments like in the beginning of the game where she'd be like, OK, Bailey, like uh, I'm trusting you. But like that, you know, like that was a little weird. So like even some, even with Bailey, she would sometimes be like, you're acting like I, I, I kind of want to fact check. So I just felt like this time around, she I felt like for all the people that she had known coming into the season, like there were so many alliance opportunities for her. She played with Cody's brother, so she could have been in with Cody. Good. She got Bailey. She's got the rest of the melanated people in the house. Um just all these people that she would have been had a wonderful placement. I just felt like she did a lot of self-damaging things to, to mess that up. And then once once the committee was able to sort of retain all of their power in the house, it was kind of that was, that was it. It was either you have to win or you're out. So, yeah, I just felt like this was just not this was just not her season. Unfortunately, I mean, and you know, but I and again, I don't want to make it seem like oh, you all you do is just sheer Dave. I know, but I also feel like you know, for a person that is always, I, I look at her like someone like me that is a double minority, um, not used to society opening its wealth to you. Yes. So sometimes the first time you play, bitch, you just don't get it. Second time, it's like, yep. I get it, but yep. I still yep. am not. And so I don't know. I, I kind of still side with her in the sense of like, yeah, girl, girl, you've done a lot. And sometimes it's, you know, when you play these reality games, your real life and how you, your, how you perceive things, it's harder to let go and just play a game than actually just going in and playing a game. So, I mean, for me, I'm still like kudos to my girl because I think she did her thing. You made the Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, but no, sometimes it's like, yeah, and, and especially... In this day and age, i.e., bitch, you know, you got to fact check. So I ain't even mad at her. We might have to get her a job on Twitter because, you know, it's a lot of stuff out here that needs to be fact checked. Okay. But yes, now I've been up to date. I know that Cody is now the HOH. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that he got the veto. I also know that it is Tyler and Thanksgiving up on the block. Now, what, mm-hmm. who, what's the loader? And then also, I know that on Monday night, you know, it's the football games and got rescheduled. So they just said, BB, B, we're going to have to just fit you in when we can. Like, so what's the tea with that with these two football games? And when they don't even have a schedule for us as to like when they're going to let us know what's happening on Monday night? Like, what's up? CBS? So. So this going forward, um, uh, Big Brother is no longer airing on Sundays. It has now been pushed to Mondays. I don't really know what's going to happen in terms of like um, in terms of like football and local listings or whatever. But for the most part, we're now watching Big Brother on Mondays. Before we get to this Cody H. Wage, we okay, have to talk yes. about him. We have to talk about his first one, which uh-huh. was going into the triple eviction. So immediately right after Davon went home, Julie Chen tells us. We are going to have the very first ever triple eviction in Big oh. Brother history. Yes, yes. Big Brother Canada has done a few of them, but Big Brother US never. And so right after losing Devon, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, the world is ending. I'm done with this show. I'm never coming back. But then I was like, triple eviction. All right. Well, that's something that's really going to shake something <laughs> up. I was like, all right. So these people that voted out my girl for the third time now I have to let go of three people. I was like, yes, this is just mm. poetic justice right now. Um, Janet? And so we, yes, and so we are, we are like, all the fans are super excited because a lot of us, you know, are so tired of the committee. We're like, finally, this is, this might be something that might shake some things up. And so we're really, really excited. And so we make it to like two day, 
days away from the triple eviction. Two days away. The feeds go down, I think, on what is it, Tuesday? And then when they come back up, people are talking about a triple eviction. We're like, what the hell? Why did they tell them? So apparently Dr. Will, who was supposed to be in, this was like his week to be like the BB neighbor and like shake things, some things up in the game, but he essentially did nothing but like have a few pre-recorded messages that production played um, for the house guests and that was pretty much it. But he came onto the screen in the living room and told them like, oh yeah, so Big Brother is about not thinking one, not two, but three steps ahead and we got to get, you know, two to three to four of you up out of here soon. And so all of them correctly surmised, oh, that must mean that we're getting a triple eviction. And so we're all... He wasn't nothing but a wall walker. A raw screamer. He didn't. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It was like production. Y'all cut the feeds for hours because you're tired of wall yellers and then you do it yourself. It was so (laughs) frustrating. I now... Don't, I want to be clear. Dr. Will didn't explicitly say there's a triple eviction, but the players but aren't mean, dumb. Like, right. they know what that means. And so all of us are super pissed because it's like, now you're giving this all, you're giving them all this time to sort of, you know, figure right. some the, things out. The whole wham bam was supposed to be like, boom, y'all gotta go and you don't know. Like, that's what the, that, that's the, that's the salt and pepper right there. Yes. Yes. We are just, we're deprived of the seasoning. It's like when y'all, you finally give us something that could be interesting and then you ruin it. It just makes no sense. So at this point, Cody had already been HOH. He had put up Kevin and David, of course, because those are the only people that he's not we still working on this, with. We, we still yes. on this minority report? Yes. Yes. I think there was a, by that, at that point, the stats were there have been like 14 nominations or something or, or 14 nominees and like 12 out of the 14 nominees <laughs> were people of color. Pop. So, oh yeah, so it's, it's, it, it just sucks. But um, yeah, they're on the block. Um, David is not the target because there are so many people that still want to continue to work with him and pick them, pick him up as a number. Kevin is one of the only people that Cody knows would put him up on the block. So Kevin is the intended target before the nominations even take place. Uh, Kevin is going to have a conversation with Cody that kind of gets a little bit heated. And he tells Cody, he's like, look, what can I do not to be nominated? Please don't put me up again. This will be my fifth time on the block. Like, what can I do? Cody obviously is not, there's nothing that Kevin can do. They're just going to sit here and get kind of beat around the bush or whatever. Kevin is lamenting. He's like, look, like I'm trying to like, I, I'm not. I don't want to put you up on the block. I'm, I would never put you up on the block. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, I, I, I'm i trying to, like, work with you here. Um, And like, I just feel like every time I enter a room, like, I feel like I can't really work with anybody because every time I enter a room, you guys stop talking. Cody takes that personally. He's like, oh, so it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Every time you enter a room, the conversation stop. And Kevin's like, no, Cody, the world doesn't revolve around you, which sends Cody right. into a spiral. <laughs> they, they, like, Kevin leaves after that. And then Cody's, like, telling everybody in his alliance, I can't believe Kevin said that. Like, I always get that. That kind of critique like i feel like it's because of the way uh, that i look and so basically he's uh, all been out of shape because he got clocked for uh, you know thinking that the world revolves uh, around him which there is a little bit uh, of energy with cody i don't think he's like totally in himself but there's a little you know there's a little uh he's used to people not necessarily having a problem with him um but sure. kevin's not like that and he caught him out on it so right but if we bring up a thing about saying oh you know things happen so it's because we blacked and it's like oh my god why are you always talking about mm, but let me just right. my business and exactly let you, let you pour the casual tea go ahead exactly so yeah kevin and David go up on the block. They play the veto competition, which is the Ozev competition, which is a very, it's a hallmark competition in in, uh, in uh, Big Brother, sort of like a game of musical chairs. Oh. But you have to answer the 
questions correctly. Um, David decides to go for some money instead of competing in the rest of the of the comp. His wow. logic is like, I don't think I'm going to win anyway. Plus, Let I'm me get pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm safe this week. I'm pretty sure they want Kevin out. So he takes 10k over competing for the veto, which pisses off everybody. But they have no <gasps> intention of they have no intention of sending him home. So literally, they just wanted. They're just mad that he took money knowing that he was safe when y'all were the people okay. that told him that he was safe so right now pause it real quick now you know me got my hypothetical questions if you are David right and you are of the mindset and you have this information that you are working with them they want Kevin out and you don't think that you will probably win up against the I was about to say the cult not the cult what's the alliance called the, <laughs> the committee the conspiracy <laughs> anyway stop, don't get me cracking up like that but you are David you taking that 10k or are you playing musical chairs I think that I'm too I'm too paranoid. I don't think that I have that same amount of like calm nature that David does. I don't I think that I would have been no, there's always a chance that the votes could flip. I gotta I gotta compete for safety. Okay. And that's what it's you know, I, okay. I feel like I mean they got forty K to appear on this season. Like, yeah, ten K ain't chump change. I'm not saying that I you know, that I, I don't need the money, but I feel like I'm okay. I am I'm, I'm okay. I'd rather compete and then we'll see what happens. But no, I don't I, yeah, yeah. I would be too paranoid. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, now, what happens with the musical chairs? Because that was getting juicy. So they fell in some type of way. He took the ten k. They fell in some type of way. He took the ten the ten k. Uh, but it, it does. It's not going to matter anyway because uh, neither Kevin or Dave are going to win. They're going to remain on the block. Come Thursday night, Kevin is going to be the one that oh. goes home. But he is just the first person that will go home. So the get, house guests have been pretty much speculating. Yeah, there's probably something crazy about to happen. So Kevin goes home and then Julie, Ch- like, so the way that the house is set up now, they remodeled the house on the outside, the set where Julie's Chen stands. And so mm-hmm. they have words that like scroll across like the walls of the Big Brother house. And so somebody on production forgot to turn off oh. the scrolling words of triple no. eviction because they no. were trying to keep them in the dark for as long as possible even though they pretty much already knew so when she appears on the screen again Christmas is like oh my god what's that behind you Julie and then she's like oh, it's a triple eviction so a whole they all know at this point they all know so now had, CBS is the wall screamer oh my god it's it's insane it's just it's absolutely insane. So, uh, uh, so they they had uh, tried their best to keep them in the dark, but it wasn't going to. Like they they shot themselves in the foot. It was. So it's how just does like the triple evi- how how does the triple eviction work? Is it like now they'll just go straight to a veto to get like or like is it three people are going home right? Like I, explain that to me because it's still a little. So that was the big question. We were not sure if they were going to do it um, a Canada style, which is uh, it essentially works like a double eviction over there. So in Canada, so the, the the night starts off as usual. So somebody whoever was on the block during that week will go, and then there's going to be another HOH. That HOH will put up three people, and then only. one one person gets saved depending on how the veto shakes oh, out and then those two ooh. people with the least amount of votes go home immediately but because this episode was two hours we were like oh well that must they're giving us two hours and that must mean that we're getting another HOH another POV someone else goes home and then another HOH another POV and then someone that's else goes home that's too much I like the way Canada do it now here now another hypothetical question um, just for strategic wise now if we are Canada and three people and we're in Big Brother ooh, what would the name 
name of our alliance be? I don't even know. Uh, Black Boy Magic. But anyway, so yes. we're in the conspiracy alliance, right? And somebody um, microwave puts up uh, three people. <laughs> now, what is the best strategy here? Because obviously it's the person with the least amount of votes that goes home. Now, do like how do they normally strategize for something like this? Is it like, okay, let me just throw a vote on somebody that I, I know I don't want to go? Or is it because I'm assuming they have to split the votes and I just am curious as to what the thought process is during well, depending on like if you if you have like if you're with your committee or whatever and you have a target, um, you would just hope that they don't win the veto. And even if they don't win the veto, then yeah, like I would like initially you put up three people. I think that you'd probably put up your target, someone that you wouldn't mind going home, and then and probably somebody a, in like maybe in the committee, right? Somebody in the committee, and then you just hope that that person doesn't win. And if that person wins, then at least you have somebody else on the block that you don't mind going home. So you probably maybe home. at that point you probably have no one else because. At that point, there was like one. There was this was final nine. They wouldn't have had a choice but to put up somebody else from the committee and at right that point, from their they, committee. They go home. Yeah. So okay. So now I get the the suspense of this because if we have time to think this out it's a more calculated decision but right. if we just send somebody home and Juju come back on the screen and it's like guess what it's a triple eviction let go then right. it's okay so, okay now which, mad because which almost happened so after Kevin went home uh Memphis became the HOH he nominates Nicole and David obviously his target is David he does not want Nicole out Child, of the house. another minority report oh my yep. god can we just get a week where is no okay I know it's crazy they can be in the power of veto competition Christmas wins the power of veto obviously she's working with Memphis she has like a like a a final three with him she's not going to use the veto because she knows that uh that Memphis wants David out. But when they get called back to the living room to vote, this is when they find out that it's a triple eviction for sure because production screws it up. So at that point, <laughs> now that they know that it's a triple eviction and they know that there's one more eviction and Nicole and David are still sitting up on the block, a former winner is on the block. Christmas and Tyler are like, mm, maybe we just need to vote out Nicole. Oh. And that's why I was like, y'all need to keep them in the dark for as long as possible because now that they they had all the time to figure it out. So it was like, oh yeah, let's just get rid of David, whatever. But now that they're like, oh my God. No, it's time to get Coco Caliente up in this house. Exactly. So Christmas goes in the diary room. She votes Nicole out of here. So I'm sitting here like, oh crap, she went against the committee. What's going to happen? And then Tyler walks in after her like, uh, and you, we can see them talking on TV. Like uh, uh, Tyler asks her like, who did he vote? Who did she vote for? And obviously she tells him. Tyler goes in there, votes for her to go. Verse for Nicole <gasps> to go. Ooh. Yes. Whoa. And so Enzo was the last person to go. And Enzo had been on the feed and on the show last week talking all like it's time to make a big move I'm sure the I'm sure that the, the America like America hates the committee because we don't do nothing but like do the same thing week after week after week we gotta make a big move we gotta make a big move and so we're thinking oh my god Enzo is gonna get rid of Nicole Enzo votes David out oh child so a vote from three to two David is up out of there and now Christmas the only the only cool thing that happens now is that the, the committee is clearly fractured now because now Christmas and Tyler are exposed because they tried to get rid of Nicole Um, but yeah David is the one that ends up going out and it's just it's crazy Ooh. so now Tyler and now Christmas and Tyler are the ones on the block yes so there's still and one Tyler probably eviction. has a bigger threat than Christmas on like Ooh. from a child and it's they could have took Coco Caliente out of here I cannot believe Enzo didn't do it I cannot believe he's because he's so far up Cody's ass and Cody and Nicole are like so close that he doesn't want to piss 
off Nicole, and I'm like, all right, he doesn't want to piss off Cody. Th- I'm like, does he want to like, win though? Because exactly. it sounds like it's a you just want to play the shadow. You are the goat in Survivor. And ah! Nicole and Cody literally played together. They played together. Nicole played with Cody and BB16, and she came back in BB18 and played with his brother Polly. Like she is close with that family. You think that she's going to be loyal to you over him? Like I just don't understand why Enzo did that. Like after all talking all that shit this entire time, it's now like he just uh, it's so baffling. So like uh so Tyler need, and Christmas there go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we just need a divine we need a Devon fact checker for him, okay? He needs a I fact checker. Exactly, exactly. They need a uh, Devon to pop up on that screen and talk <laughs> okay. because this was Come on now. Come on now. Uh, this so, is, you had me. My heart was beating. I'm like, oh, okay, we getting spicy with so it. And was that was I was like, oh my God. Like, this actually might flip on Nicole and she's going to be, and she would have been so pissed too because she, she would have been sick. She would have spent the rest of her days blaming production. I was like, it's your fault. You guys she told us that it was a triple eviction and that's the only reason that I would have. Like, it would have been like, she would, we would have never heard the end of it. She would have been Coco Kale piss day. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I just hate the fact that mm, I mean, I mean, I don't want to go down my conspiracy theory, but I just hate the fact that it's like, oh, uh, she gets cut this break. But you know, child, I know it's Devon. so annoying. And so Kevin. Tyler obviously knows that he and Christmas are exposed. There's still one more eviction to go. We have another HOH. He wins the HOH. He puts up Nicole and Danny. Um, like those are the like. So we we all knew going into this into this a triple eviction that was probably going to be Kevin, David, and Danny to go out the house. Tyler wins the POV. He leaves the nominations the same. And at this point, no, he does, like, there aren't the votes to get rid of Nicole. They know that now because they weren't able to do it just two seconds ago. So uh, Christmas, Enzo, Memphis, and Cody all vote to evict Danny. Danny is out of the house. And oh. so now we are down to the final six. Ooh. And who should win HOH right after the triple? The guy that was already HOH right before the triple. So Cody wins HOH. So it's literally like a double week of Cody HOHs because he was the HOH going into the triple. The triple happens and now he's the HOH coming so out. So the conspiracy is still in control. They are still in control. But I mean, at this point, excuse me. I mean, it's like obviously you got to turn on one of each other. But yep. I mean, the hierarchy of the conspiracy could still can be in control right. unless the person wants the veto. But oh, okay. Ooh. So now this is where it is um this is where it is Cody and Ramadan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler Tyler and Christmas or Ramadan. Oh, or Tyler. Tyler. Halloween. Tyler. They go up on the block. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. They are up on the block. Um now, Christmas was it initially is the intended target because Cody and Enzo are aware of the fact that Memphis is having those because he set up these two these two final three deals between him and Enzo. So Memphis came to Enzo a couple weeks ago and said, "I want to have a th- uh, I want to have two final threes, and we're going to call it the Wise Guys. It's going to be me, you, Christmas, and we're going to be me, you." Cody. We're going to call it the wise guys. Enzo, of course, tells Cody about that. So they know that they're sketched out with Memphis. And so the intended target is, okay, well, let's get rid of Christmas. So that way, Memphis has to be loyal to the final three that he made with us because Christmas will be gone. But uh, Cody wins the POV, does not use it. Christmas and Tyler are up on the block. And now that Tyler is still on the block and he's exposed, they're like, well, maybe we should just get rid of Tyler because he's pretty good at comps. And yeah, keeping Mem- or keeping Christmas around from Memphis might be a little, a little risky, but I'd rather get rid of Tyler because he probably has more ammo on all of us. He could go to Memphis or uh, and tell and tell Memphis about all these other things that we've been doing behind the scenes without him. And plus, they're kind of sour. Well, Nicole mostly is sour with him because he was one of the votes. 
to get her out of the house. Um, but so was Christmas. So I really don't. But she feels more. She feels she feels more comfortable with Christmas. But she just doesn't feel like she can make any headway with Tyler. So right now it's looking like Tyler is going to be the one to go. And so I, of course, am sad because I have lost Davon. The Child triple happens. Week. The triple happens, and none of the people that I really want to see go. And now after the triple, my other favorite player is out of the house. And so it's just it's been a week, man. It's oh, been quite God. a week. <laughs> I didn't think it was this juicy, but listen, you got my. My heart, like, my heart is being so fast over here. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. I will, like, I really thought that Nicole might have gone home. And I was like, oh my God, like, we did not expect this. Like, we never thought that Nicole would be out of here. But no, nah, they, they didn't take the shot. And now it's looking like it's going to be a smooth path to the end for Cody. Because at this point, once Tyler leaves, it's going to be Cody, Enzo, Christmas, Nicole, Memphis. The only person that would probably put up Cody is probably Christmas if she wins. Maybe Memphis. Maybe. Um, but there are more people on the Cody side of things than the Christmas Memphis side. So it's three to two at this point. Cody cannot win HOH because he just played. So at this point, it's only, it's going to be between Christmas Memphis, um, and. But don't Nicole any of those other people that don't want Cody to win, like, does not anyone else want to win from themselves? Like, okay, at some point Enzo, in time, you gotta, you, Enzo has said, like, because they're both. But child, he said he's going to shake things up and he ain't shook the table yet. So they're Enzo. They're both Italian boys from Jersey. He says that Cody is blood. He cannot get rid of Cody. Oh, so child. no, Cody will not be. If Enzo wins, Cody will will be safe if nicole wins cody will be safe like they like they there's just such a bond there because mm, of history mm, 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 mm. must so, be nice that, exactly ooh, exactly it must be nice to be able to have like a stalwart alliance mm. and be able to have okay. it be sh- you know over shared identity but you know no one knows uh, what, what will we know about that i know i know oh uh, oh that's ooh, okay and when and when is the season finale or not i mean i is do you call it the season finale and big brother yeah we call it the season finale yeah okay when is it's it? uh October 28th so oh. we've got so that's like three weeks three weeks yep three weeks oh yeah. okay so I mean I don't know I'm gonna ask you live on the air should we just bump up our casual to you these, these three weeks and just get the scoop week by week because it sounds just so juicy yeah I mean it's, it's oh, gonna it, oh, there oh. are there, I guess I mean we've been saying week after week but I guess there is still potential for shake up like I said like if Christmas is the one so, that wins HOH next week Cody's going up on the block so mm. that could be interesting and he's because he's been the front runner this entire time so right. what does his house look like without Cody I wonder hmm. now now th- this is coming from a version big brother bb person oh and no, i don't even like this i don't even like that term together uh this is coming from a newbie big brother person at any chance in big brother australia and big brother canada and big brother south philadelphia um do they ever bring somebody back would they ever throw somebody back in the house at this time or like no that's not happening no, I don't think so. Okay. I think because it's, of the fact that this uh, this 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 season is shorter in general. This season is shorter by two weeks than the other seasons. So if they were gonna do that, then they probably wouldn't have had the triple. But because of the fact that they've had a triple at this point, they like we down on the Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I guess, listen, I, whew, get to the live feeds, get your shower, get yourself together. I'll talk to you next week because we need to, I need to know what's happening. I actually might have to pay a little bit more attention to what's going on. So don't be surprised at the middle of the week. I'm texting you like, what do this mean? Just text back and put a smiley face emoji on it. Okay. Oh, I will let you know. I'll let you know. We'll see what happens. Thank you again. Woo, baby. I, listen, we need to hurry up. This week needs to hurry up. Well, first of all, this year just this year can just slide uh, on no. by. This year but, can just go the way of the dinosaur. Okay. But I mean, not the bronchiosaurus, but you know, but you know what we say. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's the casual tea with Amon and B. <laughs> 
And we are back to one of my favorite segments of the podcast. It is Purple Pants Pick. You pick, I say, every Saturday to my Instagram and the Purple Pants Podcast Instagram. I will put up some purple pants and say, drop your topic. And this is your chance as the listener to get your voice in on the podcast. I get to talk about whatever you put up up there. You say, what type of flowers am I growing? You ask what I think about wearing masks. It is your chance. Purple pants pick. All right, now let's get into it. What is our first purple pants pick, Audrey? The first purple pants picks this week comes from Juicy IPA. And they're asking about any fall activities that you might be looking forward to this year. Juicy. What a great pick. So, yes, I love this time of the year for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is I love it in my house when I don't have to have heat on, when I don't have to have air on and my house can just be. So I love the fall. So let's just put that out there. But growing up as a kid, I remember taking school trips to like the Merry Maid farms and picking pumpkins and apples so I love all of that stuff so I'm looking forward to pumpkin picking and I also love to carve a pumpkin so the other day when my mom Barb called me as she does a thousand times a day to tell me that she ordered a new coat for sunshine and which color do I like I say you want to carve some pumpkins so I'm looking forward to next weekend carving some pumpkins with my mom to see who can carve the best pumpkin and spend some time I love going to the mazes. I love the seasonal beers that come in. You know, I just love all of the, the, the fires, the s'mores. I love it. So what do you, Purple Pants Posse, what y'all like about the fall activities? Let me know. What's the next Purple Pants pick? The next Purple Pants picks comes from Theo.McCoy. And they are asking if you have any thoughts on the Kardashians. I had to say I'm a fan of the Kardashians. I love the glow up. I'm following Kim. I love Chloe, Courtney, Kendall, Kylie. I mean, as a whole, I like the Kardashians. I don't normally keep up with them, i.e. their show, but everything else, if I see them out and see interesting things, and I think that, you know, I respect Kylie for being a billionaire, get your hustle on. I think it's very inspirational. I did hear that this is going to be their last season of the Kardashians, but I didn't heard that about seven times, so I believe it when I see it. But in other news, I have heard a couple of shakeups possibly happening over there on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I was talking to my friend Sarah about this when I heard it, but they were talking about, first of all, I heard Chris possibly joining and then I heard Caitlyn possibly joining. Now, mind you, I don't always tune into Beverly Hills. I know that they added Grishel and I know that she kind of did her thing. I've just definitely fallen off of Beverly Hills over the years, but... If Caitlyn Jenner was on there, although I don't even know how I feel about Caitlyn Jenner, I will tune in to see how the hell she would fit in over there in Beverly Hills. And for the same for Chris, I was telling my friend Sarah, I would even take Chris Jenner joining as a housewife and Caitlyn being a friend of the show. So that's what I know. What's the next Purple Pants pick? John John Rules is asking... Who will win the NBA Finals, Heat or the Lakers? 
Now, I'll be honest, John John, I ain't really been keeping up with the basketballs, but I'll say this. I'm going Lakers, you know, Kobe over here, Philadelphia. We team Kobe and, you know, Cruz is on there and King James. So it's, it's, it's a Lakers for me. What's the next Purple Pants pick? Filtastic One wants to know your thoughts on Trump getting COVID-19. Filtastic? Filtastic. Ooh. This is what I will say is that I my hope is that anyone from the president to any American citizen to anyone, a worldwide citizen that comes in contact with COVID, I hope that they beat it, recover and their life goes on. I also hope that there's a point that this isn't a fear of ours, that we continue to stay safe and washing our hands, wearing our masks. But I hope that at some point this is in the past. So I really hope that he is okay. Now, at the same time, also, since you asked me, Philtastic, I do know what an October surprise is. And the optics for that (laughs) looks pretty good. But Philtastic, I also will say that we should be wearing masks in public when we're having rallies, when we are out in public, when we are, you know, a large more than four or five people. And you are constantly not doing that. So I, I hope that this encourages his base, us as a whole, that we need to be wearing our mask and taking this seriously. So, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's my take on it. What's the next purple pants pick? Mr. Underscore Louis V is asking about interracial relationships. Louis V, I think a relationship is with a person and another person. That want to be in a relationship. So I love it. I, <laughs> I, I don't have, <laughs> don't bother me one bit at all. I'm for it. I'm supported. I absolutely love it. So you know me, just, I love everything about it. So I, I don't have anything else to say. I'm open to them. Listen, what's up? <laughs> no discrimination here. So I'm always and forever going to say your choice is your choice. Lego. What's the next Purple Pants pick? And our final Purple Pants picks of the week comes from Paolo Stravels. And they would like to know your thoughts on the incomparable Zendaya winning Best Actress for Euphoria. Yes, I was so excited because, you know, here on the Purple Pants podcast, I started off with the euphoria. So I fell in love with Zendaya. So I was so excited that she won Best Actress. Also, shout out to my girl, Regina King. You know, I really feel like there's nothing Regina King can't do. I've everything I've ever seen her and I've always loved her. And I, I watched this show back in the day on TNT called Southland and she was a police officer. If anybody ever seen it, please tell me that was my show. It was only one season supposed to come back and then it just never got picked up. Ugh, I was so mad. But yes, shout out to Regina King for Watchmen. Yes, the Black Girl Magic was all over the Emmys. I was so excited to see there was, I think, Maya Rudolph from SNL won something. And there were the the young lady who was in Miss America was cleaning up. So, yeah, the Emmys were exciting this year. So now because they was virtual, I didn't follow it like how I normally followed it. But I definitely did check in and look at the list to see everyone who won the daytime Emmys this year. 
And just a reminder, if your pick didn't get picked this week, do not worry. Every Saturday on Bryce's Instagram and Twitter at Bryce Isaiah. That's B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. Bryce posts the Purple Pants picks and it's your chance as the listener to get your pick in. Tune in next week to see if your Purple Pants pick was picked. The following message is brought to you by... Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 Hi. This is Miss Barb. And this week... I'm sharing with you a piece by Nikki Bannis. I've read it over and over, and it's just touched my heart. My beautiful friend, stay. Stay true to yourself and your values. Stay true to who you are deep inside. Stay true to what you're working towards. And know that your dreams were given to you for a reason. You are the one who can make them come true. Stay true to who you really care about, too. The ones who make life so wonderful and exciting and magical. Stay committed to your path and know that you really are on your way. Keep following your heart and soul wherever they take you. They always know the way. Stay committed to living your own beautiful life the way that you want to live it. Stay committed to doing your best every single day with what you've got, even when it feels impossible. Beautiful friend, stay. Stay true to yourself. Stay committed to yourself. Because you are worth it. Love you. Thanks, Mom, for this week's Barb's message. If you felt something, if you got something out of it, feel free to tweet me. Send me a DM and you know I screenshot it and I send it right to Miss Barb. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. Yes, and we're on to this week's Freak of the Week, baby. And listen, again, I was minding my business on the Insta. Well, actually, I was texting with this young lady, Stephanie Gonzalez from Ghost Island. You know, that's my boo. And she is on the cover of the Bryce Isaiah 2020 Hot Girl Summer Calendar. Anyway, we was texting back and forth. And then I just, you know, I went to go check her Instagram. I'll see what she was doing there. Ooh, Chile. Listen to this purple pants posse. She going right. Did you know? Five days ago, Russian scientists reported a new creature 
Organism 46 at 12,366 feet beneath the Arctic ice, killing three and his team. Alien emoji. In the meantime, here's a fave edit from St. John's Virgin Island. Girl! Number one, the caption had me dead. And then she's down there snorkeling, catching some crabs, but looking flawless as always. So, yes, Steph, Steph underscore ology on Instagram. Let her know she the freak of the week, baby. Oh, come on. Oh, listen, I was like, when read the caption, like, whoo, somebody on the team died. But um, listen, no, girl. All right. But no, that said, if my girl Stephanie Gonzalez is the freak of the week, that means somehow, some way, we done found our way to the end of this podcast. Well, listen, please don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you write a review, tell a friend to tell a friend. I appreciate you guys so much. And remember, okay, protect your peace. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.